We have a panel now, and I'm excited for for what is going to happen during this time. Um, and I have said this before, but I I really love a message. I love a panel. I love people speaking on the Word of God. And a really good thing to do before someone speaks, or maybe even you could do this before worship and all that kind of stuff, is just ask God what He would want to say to you this morning. Um, I think I said this last week, but a lot of words will be said and you don't have to remember them all. You don't have to remember everything to try and figure out what's going on. But just ask God in, in, in your way as, as Alex comes up, um, what would God want to say to you this morning? Because he will, he will be talking and there's something that one of us will say that will spark something that God will be like, that was for you, my son or my daughter. So just ask him in, in, in your way right now what he would want to say to you and Elijah will take us away. Brilliant. Uh, really, really good, guys. It's, it's good to be here. Um, I think sometimes, uh, if you've ever been like me and you've been a Christian for a while, you can sometimes question why we come together. I definitely have, particularly when um, humans are faulty, so sometimes the faultiness comes out stronger than their other stuff. Um, but, you know, there's something about coming together and, and just allowing the faith in the room rise because we're all bringing our own faith to it. And there's something about what happens when we gather together as a family to connect, to eat, uh, to worship, and, and to have the word together. So um, it's awesome that you're here. I do want to um, shout out our youth that are at United Camp right now, having a good time um, over there. It's got a whole bunch of young adults and youth uh, having a good time, enjoying themselves. So someone's speaking right now, I think, and... and uh, that's really cool. And uh, also shout out to our church family across the region that are all gathering together uh, to worship Jesus. So we shout out, shout out. We want to acknowledge them. I really feel a word for you and I uh, this morning could be, is, I believe, uh, from uh, Proverbs 3.6. Many of us know this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So um, I just want to pray again. Is that cool? Why don't we just close our eyes and pray? Lord Jesus, uh, you're here. You're here for those who know you well, and you're here for those that are getting to know you. And you're here, here for those that don't know you yet. And would your spirit uh, do what we could never do? Our ordinary words, um, would you just light on fire? Would your spirit move in ways we couldn't imagine? And I just really just say right now across the room, open hearts open hearts in Jesus' name, that we would not lean on our own understanding, but we would trust in the Lord with all our hearts. And I pray right now, open hearts across this room, open hearts, open hearts, God, that you would do what you desire to do. And we're ready for that, and we're here for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Uh, it's, good to be, it's good to be with you, and it's good to be with uh, people that support each other, right? I love being around a... Um, I've spoken in, in lots of different areas, and sometimes you know you're battling against the crowd, but luckily in church, that's not the case. So we have a, a group of people that uh, are supportive and want to see the best happen, right? We believe in the best for each other. That's what we do, don't we? Um, so it's ex exciting to have Alex here and um, my beautiful wife. Alex is somebody's beautiful wife. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's. Um, <laughs> A specific somebody over there. Gazza S, as we like to call him. That's his rapping name. And uh, if you go up to him after the, ch uh, after the service, he'll do um, some freestyle raps for you. Oh, 
<laughs> no, that's not true. But, um, but this is Alex Sawyer, and um, why don't you just say a little bit about yourself? What, what got you to this point? You're like, that's a lot. What do you do for a job? And All right. So, um, well, I, I want to start actually by saying um, thank you to Joy because um, the violin this morning was just so moving. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to say thank you to Sam because, yeah, what you shared about your inner journey, um, that's really what brought me here today. And what you shared really moved me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my day job is that I'm a counsellor. And um, people have all sorts of thoughts about that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and I guess what I want to say is I'm here because um, I'm Alex and I'm someone who loves God and I'm just going to share some of what some of the things mean to me that we talk about. Um, so my counselling informs some of my answers, but um, my answers come from my relationship with God. Yeah, um, and so in terms of counselling, um, I guess counselling, the best way to describe it is that um, I'm like an explorer, so like, you know, one of the explorers like Abel Tasman or someone. Um, <laughs> or Dora. <laughs> Dora, yeah, actually that's a better one, I like that. Um, so yeah, it's counselling is all about the inner journey and um, our world places a lot of emphasis on the external but counselling is very much about um, the inner journey and um, it's not possible to tell you what counselling is in a soundbite because it is um, an individual's journey. And so I'm, if I have any expertise, it's simply on helping someone to explore their territory, but they are the expert on them. And that's really what I'm trying to, um, I guess, work with is to help them find what's within them. Yeah. So that's me. Awesome, Alex. Um, my phone just dinged. Thanks, Stan. Put a little slight message there. <laughs> awesome. Um, Karen, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? I, I wasn't going to do that. No. Do you want to say something? What do you want to know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, most of us know you, but it's good for those of us that don't. I don't never want to assume that everyone knows everything. And, uh, you know, church life, just relationally, I want to help you. Why are you here, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, Elijah and I um, are the lead pastors of this church, um, so that's a good what? reason why I'm here. <laughs> um, and oh, I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> this is really stressful. It's all right. We can move on. on the spot. So, well, I was ready to move on. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Um, we can have a little conversation together, and uh, uh, as we have a conversation. Someone said to me once, oh, I don't always pay attention during church. And I'm like, neither. It's, hopeful, it's helpful that you pay attention at some point because God is trying to get your attention. So the point is not to remember a message or everything that goes on. I flick in and out. Um, but I'm hoping that God will be speaking to me. And there's something about the concentration of getting around people of faith where we can begin to have moves and shifts. Um, and it's humbling to us to come and go, God, you've got something for me today. What is it? And so if we go, God, whatever, I'm just here to serve, or I don't have any, it's almost like the shut door to what God wants to do because he won't push his way in. So just have your heart open to God. Not to us necessarily, but to God. Um, awesome. So first question, what do you think wellness is in God's eyes? <laughs> big, big question. Um, 
So um, maybe I'll start by saying um, that just have your heart open to God is a big part of it, <laughs> but that that's not as simple as that sounds, and it's yeah. not a just. It's a big, big journey to learn how to open our hearts. Um, so what is wellness in God's eyes? The thoughts that um, came to me as I really considered this over the week were that it's not primarily physical, and we think of wellness as being physical often. Um, so I don't say that lightly because physical wellness is really um, a treasure. It's an important thing, and I think God cares about our physical wellness. I myself have, um, I've got half my bowel has been taken out, and I've been through some quite significant physical challenges and still have some. Um, so people can look well and healthy on the outside but have quite a lot of health challenges and physical challenges. But what I've learned in that, for me personally, and I think um, this comes through really strongly in the Bible, and um, God really um, tells us this, is that wellness is not about my physical strength. Wellness is about my, and we're talking about soul health, it's about my soul, you know, um, it's about my inner strength, my inner journey. So um, what's my soul? You know, I sort of, I looked this up. It, it, it's a complex thing, and there's not really a, um, a clear um, theological answer to that. But essentially, I think it comes down to my soul is everything within me that isn't my body. So my soul is my thoughts and my feelings. Um, my soul is my uniqueness as me, and your uniqueness as you. So, um, as I read the Bible, um, God places this much greater emphasis on my soul being well. And um, so, even in Matthew 5:29, there's a, a passage that talks about sacrificing one part of your body if it is causing you to stumble. So, yeah. So, God's treasure is in our wellness within and our connection with ourselves, to know ourselves, as Sam said, that we can connect with him. Um, I just wanted to add in, I think wellness in God's eyes is us not by ourselves. So we might be well physically and emotionally and spiritually and all that kind of stuff, which is all really good, um, but we can't just do that by ourselves. Like, that can't be the only focus. Do you know what I mean? Community is so big in God's eyes, and I think that is part of the wellness the wellness thing. Like, Alex will bring stuff that I can't bring, so I need her um, to be well. Um, and, and with you, with the people close to you, and I think that's a big part of it as well. It's good. Really, really good. I just had a verse I wanted to look at. Well, there's just a part of, um, of Proverbs 3 that goes, uh, Proverbs 3, verses 1. My son or daughter, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Sometimes we talk a lot in a, a church about suffering, and I think rightfully so, because our suffering has a purpose, and, um, and Romans 5 tells us this. Uh, suffering, perseverance, character, hope, and the hope we have in Christ will never fail us. But there's another element, and I think because we've seen it attached to Mercedes or attached to having a mansion, we reject sometimes the blessing of God. And it talks, uh, the Bible is just as adamant about the blessing of God and what it means to live um, with his commands in our, how, and, and, and our heart. 
And I really believe there is an insight. The external pressure may get worse as a Christian, but the inside gets better. The inside, inside of me gets better. And if it isn't getting better for you, you've got to ask yourself, man, God, what, or ask God, it's a better question. Um, God, what's going on? Because my inside's getting worse. The anxiety of the world is the anxiety of me. And, and that's not the way we're called to live. So we may have anxiety, but it doesn't hang over us. We may go through stress, but we don't, we don't come every Sunday going, well, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. If we do, we've got to ask ourselves, is the word not in our hearts? Or I don't even know. The question is, God, what is going on? And actually another way to help you in that is getting a Christian counsellor. Um, Karen and I, and I know Alex definitely is, um, are really um, big fans of Christian counselling um, because we see people all the time and the, the soul wounds vomit out from people without people knowing it. Mine do, yours do, and if we don't go on a journey of allowing God to pinpoint them, uh, we begin to just, it begins to damage our connections with people. And, um, and it's sad because we miss out on the connection of wellness by being together and the connection of wellness by journeying and really knowing ourselves. Uh, so, so the second question I would ask is, what is a soul, I'm going to skip one, but I'm going to go straight to, what is a soul wound? What do you think wounds our souls? I'm not allowed to skip. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking all the rules at church. Okay, sorry. Um, Actually, just before we go to that, just picking up on what you're saying, because it was in the next question. Um, so um, I was reading the Beatitudes, and you know, you talk about um, blessings, and I think the Beatitudes for me, and I think we've got a slide with it so that people know what that is, but um, there's a, a sermon that Jesus gave and um, called the Sermon on the Mount, and at the beginning of that, he gives the Beatitudes, which I think are coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, so he says, um, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And it goes on, and, and so, you know, to me this speaks of the blessing of the things that are difficult, but also that from the difficulties comes the opening up, you know, we're hungry and we're thirsty for God, and that's been my experience. And so I think the blessings often get confused, but actually these are the blessings that God has for us, not because we will be really struggling in them, but because they will open us up to the fullness of God, and His fullness is so different to what the world would suggest it is. So, so, so it's almost like, just, just uh, I know you've got some more to say, there's almost like many times we put these these opposite things at other ends. So we've got suffering over here and we've got blessing over here and we see them as opposites of each other where God actually pulls them in close and there's this paradox that, that kind of takes place yeah. where we're in blessing but we're in suffering. Yeah. yeah. And there's this journey that goes on in there. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to add to that? Yeah. Um, Well, I think for me, what you just said just makes so much sense that on my own journey, which I'll share a little bit more of later, but um, when I embraced my sadness, um, and for me, that was one of the significant things, my grief and my sadness, um, there was something beautiful in it. And so for a very long time, it was very, very frightening, um, and it felt terrible. 
and so I would avoid it. But when I embraced it and I came to be able to be with it, it did transform into something um, deeply moving and beautiful and not scary to be with, which was incredibly powerful in my life. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the two together, hey? Yeah, absolutely. So if we could pull that last question into two, what wounds our souls and and then how do we get healing in that process? Because they are connected. Not necessarily the same thing that wounds brings healings, but there is a connection there. We don't want to stay in one, right? Yeah, okay. Um, So as I thought about what wounds your soul, um, in my experience, wounds to my soul and to the souls of others that I see are always relational. And so um, their experiences of separation, either from other people, from myself, from yourself, or from God, or a mixture of all of those three. So to me, that's what um, wounds our soul. Karen, do you want to add to that? Because I love that. I love that the main focus of the wound there being a relational wound. Um, And I think we're more relational than we ever sometimes even want to be. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you find that sometimes I'd like to be a little less, I'm quite, and, and we're very different, but we all seem to come from the same thing as well. So I feel like some of the things that wound us, and mum was talking about this last week, we talk about not being enough or being inadequate or being unlovable or being rejected. Um, and, and I feel like at the core of all of our issues, it seems to come down to the same thing. Because being not enough is, 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 is kind of an angle of being unloved. Well, I'm, I'm not enough to be loved, you know, um, or you're, I'm inadequate. I can't reach a measurement. Um, it, it's very similar to being not enough and they they being rejected by people because of the reality of who I am. And I think God really cuts. Um, I think he really brings that close. That at the cross we find we are more, we're worse than we thought, which in the Western world we like to think, we like to cover ourselves up with a, like a, Look how nice we're going, whether, whether it's social media, and I don't blame social media, I blame humans. Um, we'll do it with anything. You know, uh, I, I always figure that humans will control anything we can control. So thank you, God, for the things in my life that are mysterious, because I probably would try to control it if it was uh, obvious, I know myself. Um, and, but I find there's this thing where we find the cross, we're worse than we thought. I'm actually more undone than I thought. This is not good for me. But... At the very same time, I'm more loved than I could hope I'd be. And it's not based on me somehow being good enough. Um, and so I think that, that becomes the thing. Well, man, if God can love someone that's worse than they thought, at the very lowest possible place, how powerful and great and mighty and strong is his love? Um, sorry, Karen, do you want to add to soul health? What does that journey of healing look like? Um, I think you've kind of touched on it, Alex um, and Elijah, but I think I was just, I just asked God in that moment, I was like, when you see a wound and it could be a big, like you think of a body and sometimes you think a wound is like big gash, blood, gross, um, but it can be something small too. It can be a bruise or it can be just a little cut or a scratch or whatever it is, um, and which we all have and are all experienced with. Um, and I was just like, God, what do, you, what do you see when you see a wound? And I just felt him so strongly say, it is an opportunity for me to come and heal. Um, and I think that's wow. what you were saying. Like when you, when you acknowledge you have a wound, when you acknowledge you have some pain in your soul or wherever, it, it's an opportunity for God to come in in a way that he wouldn't if you didn't have that wound. Mm. 
Um, and sometimes it is so easy to be like, why have I got this? Like, why does this keep coming up? Or why does this, like, I'm sure we've all had physical wounds that, that don't heal very well and they just keep, keep getting grosser and weirder and whatever. Um, but I just, yeah, just so strongly felt God say, it's an opportunity for me to come in where I wouldn't if you were completely well from the get-go, um, which is beautiful. Um, like there's always, there's always things to learn in pain and there's always, um, always purpose in pain. There's always... Um, if you're willing to look, if you're willing to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, if you there's look There's not always it. purpose in pain yeah. if you refuse to learn the lesson. Yeah. And I feel like, and, and also be clear that I think we all know, you know, God doesn't go about with an intent to harm. It's the opposite of how we see God. Um, but there's this journey that happens where we actually embrace the suffering, embrace the journey of it, and don't just see it as one thing. Whenever I teach a kid music, and I do a lot, that two things happen. We start with something, they go, it's too hard, I can't do it. It's too hard, I can't do it. And then they get the hang of it after like five minutes. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's really easy. <laughs> there was no in between for them. It's like, it's too hard, I can't do it, or it's easy, I could, why did you even teach me this? You know, like, I could teach myself. You know, like, and they begin to just ignore the process that got them from the too hard to the it's easy, and I think we do that as well. We want this, we want that. We, 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 we make life about little segments, and we refuse to see the mystery of journey. There's a mystery of heaven, there's a mystery of God, and the, myst- and the mystery of him and journey. And as a Christian, we have to be friends with mystery. We're not that smart. And I think it's arrogant to think there's no mystery in life. And it's dangerous to your soul to avoid the journey and the exploration that comes with the mystery of life. Um, And the excitement of knowing that even though I don't know everything and it scares me, because personally it does scare me, um, not being in control. You know, I'll be the first one to admit that I really hate it. Uh, and it's like, oh, why? Um, but, but actually to know he is almighty God. And that even if I'm swirling around in the sea, I know I'm not alone in that. And I have someone who is working, uh, what does Romans 8.28 say? For we know in all things, um, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So I can trust a God that in all things is working for the good of those who love him. Um, so that becomes a reference point for me in that. Um, I think we're going to move, unless you had something to say, but you're going to say a little bit more, Karen. Do you want, to, do you want anything you want to say, Alex? No. Yeah, we're going to move on soon. Yep. Okay, carry on. So um, Karen's just going to uh, finish us off, really. You're going to just bring a, a final thought, Karen, um, which actually ties into the Beatitudes. Did you know that uh, Alex was going to bring that up? Oh, that's really cool. Um, so we're going to hit one of the Beatitudes there, the Pure of heart, be sort of the pure heart. I'll let you uh, take that away. Um, so, thank you so much, Alex. Why don't you give it up? Let's be encouraging. We thank you, Alex. Thank you, Karen. Incredible. Never let a clap be void of meaning. Like, it's the support, eh? It's like I never want to be that person that thinks encouraging things but never actually goes and tells someone because it's not going to get anywhere. I want to, I'm going to stop. I want to encourage. It's good, eh? It's good. Nice. Um, thanks, Danny. Um, if you would like to stand and do a little twirl or something as we kind of shift focus, everyone get up, everyone get up, do a twirl, high five someone, do give someone a hug if they want it, don't cross boundaries, out of control. <laughs> nice, nice, beautiful.
beautiful. And then grab a seat. That was a nice shift. I liked that. Good to get some blood flowing. Um, so I'm going to speak on purity. And this was very specifically downloaded to me from God. And that sounds real like weird, like I'm not a computer. Um, but like I was saying before, like I, I communicate with God on a regular basis and he knows where my heart is and he knows where you guys are at. And um, it just felt like he wanted to talk about purity this morning. And so I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> good times. Um, so again, just ask God in, in this couple of minutes like what he would want to say to you this morning. And often purity in church is, is talked about specifically around sexual purity, but I'm going to talk really uh, vaguely, but focus in um, on just purity as itself. Um, so it, if, if that relates to you in that way, then that's fine. And if another way, totally fine. Um, and what I often like to do when I speak is just ask questions as I go, questions for you to just think um, in yourself, maybe to write down and ask later, um, and also just want to plug life groups in this moment, um, that if you, like we were talking about before, community is so important, and a lot of what we talk about is put into questions um, specifically for you guys to talk about with your life group, for people to talk in a group that you trust and that you can do life with, because um, it is easy to forget what anyone says on a Sunday morning. You leave and you are hungry, so you go have some food and then the rest is history. Um, so it's good to write stuff down and it's good to go into a life group. And, and so if you want to do that, if you want to sign up, then Connect Cards is the place. Um, purity is so, so relevant to wellness. And um, like we were saying, there's so many, so many different ways to be unwell, uh, physically or emotionally or mentally or spiritually, spiritually. And I think it's because there's such a fight for purity in, in the world and in who we are. Purity of heart is to will one thing. So if something's pure, it is one thing. So this is a really weird example. Um, but my dad was drinking a beer the other day, and it was like, I don't know what brand it was, but the, the, the big sticker on it, which he then took off the thing and put it on my son. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. But anyway, the big, the big thing on the sticker was the word pure. And as, as people, as, um, as Western people, we, we, we crave a purity. You know, you want, you want to be with someone who you know is for you and not against you. You want to have friendships that are, um, that are pure, that are, you can talk about stuff and they're not listening to someone else or thinking about something else while you're talking. So purity, is, it's, it's very vague and... I'm just going to hit a few things on it, but we kind of, we strive for a, for a purity, whether we know it or not. Purity of heart is to will one thing, to want one thing, to desire one thing, to live for one thing. And <laughs> any of you here know who Kanye West is? Kanye West, Kanye West. He, um, <laughs> he is a celebrity, for those of you who don't know, he's a rapper, just like Gary. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come on stage? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, and he, people have very mixed views on who he is as a person, um, as an artist and a producer and all that kind of thing. And 
Um, he recently, as yesterday I think, or the day before, put out an album that I don't, can't remember what it's called, but it's specifically, it's, it's specifically about God. So it's called something like Jesus Christ is Lord or something like that. Pretty explicit, you know. Um, and speaking of explicit, his other things are not so pure like that. <laughs> explicit. Um, and I just saw a short clip of uh, an interview he was having with someone called Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy asked him, so are you a Christian artist now? And his response was so amazing. And he's like, I'm a Christian everything. And I thought, that's a pure heart. I'm a Christian everything. If he was a Christian artist, but a non-Christian parent and a Christian husband, but a non-Christian whatever else, that's a mix of purity. That's not pure because it's a billion different things. Um, so I just, I thought that was great. So I wanted to share that this morning. I'm a Christian everything. So great. Um, as Alex shared before from the Beatitudes, and this is, this is one of the things that I love so much about God, and he does this all the time, is he'll put a word in me and he'll, he'll show me verses or whatever, and then I'll talk to the next person who's about to speak, and they have the same ones. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> God is in this, and that makes me happy. Um, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The promise for the pure in heart is that they will see God. That is, like, ginormous. Like, that blows my brain. How good a reward is that for being pure in heart, for desiring one thing, for wanting one thing? We get to see God. Naturally, what we focus on, we will see. So this, this does, when you really look at it, it makes sense. If we are desiring one thing and that thing is God, we will see that thing. If we are desiring uh, financial gain, then we'll look for that and we'll focus on that. And we, for the most part, will probably get it because that's what our lives are focused towards. If it is um, relationships then we'll probably get relationships. Like Sam was saying before, if you look for a relational connection, you'll get it. might not be that great, but you'll get it because that's what your focus is on. God's heart is for us, which I think is... I just... Okay, step back a little bit. I think that this kind of stuff really blows my mind, and I think it could blow your mind too if... If you really think about, like I was saying before, how good God is, how he was the one that created the world, he's the one that keeps everything turning, he's the one that designed you specifically, your, your gifts, your talents, the, what colour your eyes are, how many hairs are on your head, for crying out loud. <laughs> he is the one that desires us. And that just blows my mind. His focus, his sole focus is to love us, is to is to be for us, is to be, he's in a good mood when he looks at us, when he thinks about us. He's pure in heart. His focus is us. His desire is us. His want is us. And because he's pure in his heart, he sees us, all of us, the good, the yuck, the crazy, the ugly, the, all the things. And because, because he's pure in heart, he sees us and he sees all of us. And I think that's really cool that it can flip the other way too, that when we desire God, when we're pure in our and our longing for him, that we will see him, blows my mind. 
Whoops, sorry. I really battle with these things. It should be easy. Um, <laughs> unmixed, complete devotion. How would your life look if you had an unmixed, complete, pure devotion towards Christ? Would it look different? Would it look the same? Would you live a bigger life, perhaps? Would you be more content in your heart? Would you be more okay to let the soul wounds happen because you know the outcome is good? You know the person that is working for your good is good? What would it look like? If everything we did aimed at Jesus and not our need to fulfill ourselves, what would that look like? And there's a song that I really love that just recently came out by an artist from Bethel and it's called Targeted and she says that we are targeted by his faithfulness. So when he is, has his faithfulness and whatever that looks like and he's looking around and he's thinking, ooh, you, that's the target of my faithfulness. Ooh, you, that's the target of my faithfulness. He doesn't just kind of throw it into the air and hope for the best. He targets, he targets us with his faithfulness. He's made us his aim. And so I think when I think of purity, I think of like a... A, what are they called when you have a target? <laughs> Is it a target board? Like a, you know, when you dart board. Oh, oof. shivers. <laughs> you know the things you throw darts at with a board? I don't know, I don't know. Dart board. So I think, of, I think of a target like that where the aim of a dart board game is not necessarily to get in the centre because I think there's other bits that have more points. Thanks, Nick. It's a big nod back there. Um, but there's, a, there's an aim there's an aim for that game, to get the most points, to get whatever. Um, and this is different to your relationship with God. You're not trying to be good enough to get his love or anything like that. But when you aim at him, you'll get him. It's like a, maybe it's just one big circle and there's no points on it. And you just kind of throw your life kind of, and you'll get him. If you aim for him, you'll get him. If you desire him in any way, you'll get him. And like I said before, he is good, he is loving, he is faithful, he is all those incredible things that when we just simply go, you can have it all, he's saying, okay, <laughs> I'm good and I'm for you and I designed you and let's go and do this thing. Um, Elijah, do you want to come up? I really want to uh, sing that song again, You Can Have It All. And I want it to be like a, just a response, I guess, or an... I'm not sure the word, maybe an activation or maybe a switch or something in you that's like, maybe I've sung this before and I just need to sing it again. This is one of those things where you wake up in the morning and I love to read a couple of verses of the Bible when I wake up in the morning and just to kind of refocus, just to kind of set the day. I don't know if you're like that. Set the day, set it in the right aim, set my aim on Christ and I think it's just, it'll be really cool if we could just respond in, in singing the song again. And, and yeah, it's just it's one of those things that, as you were talking about the mystery before, um, last night when I was writing some stuff for this and was just thinking about a response and just God put the song on my heart. And I don't know who specifically needs to respond in that kind of way. I know that I just do every day. Um, but I want us just to have a beautiful moment in the presence of God because He is here, His Spirit is here. And just, just
just sing it to him. You can have it all. And just imagine that dartboard without all the points on it, without all the little circles and squares and all those little things that you aim at. But just imagine God. I don't know how you want to imagine that. As a person, maybe as whatever it is, that you're just aiming your life at that. And he has safe hands. He has safe hands. He's so faithful. He's so loving. He's so for you. And so if you could all just stand and we're going to sing this together and in your own way, in your own space, just give it to God. It could be something really specific that you know that maybe, oh, I've kind of kept this from him and I'm a little bit scared that if I give it to him, I don't know what will happen. I've definitely had those moments. Maybe it's, maybe it is completely your life. Maybe you've never thrown your life into Christ before. Maybe this is a good opportunity to do so, to just be like, I don't really understand and it is a bit mysterious, but I'm going to do it because he's good, because he's faithful, because he's loving, because he heals and he mends us. So we're just going to sing and then I'll come back at the end of it and pray and then we'll do another response for those who want to solidify that and say, yes, I want to give my heart to Christ. So let's just sing that out together. You can have it all, every part of my world. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. You can have it all, every part of my world. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. Sing all the joy of making you weary 
weary in your soul. I feel like God wants to just lift that off you. So if that's you, why don't you just allow this to become your worship right now, your time to say, yep, that's me. I need weariness to lift off me. I just pray right now for every person that that is God, lift it off, take it off in Jesus' name. Whatever weariness is weighing down this soul, be gone in Jesus' name. Would the Spirit of Jesus replace that? Thank you, God. Would weariness lift and would your joy become our strength right now? Your joy is our strength right now. Your joy is our strength right now. Thank you, God. You can have it all, Lord. In every part of my world. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is not yours. God, again, I just want to thank you so much that you honour us, Lord, that you, you designed us to be all yours. And the joy that must bring you, we say, you can have it. You can have it. I want to give it back to the Creator. I want to give my life back to the one who made me. I want to give my heart back to the one who designed it and who knows it better than me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what's going to happen from this moment. I just thank you for what you're going to do from this moment. Thank you, Lord.